and I think it's even absurd the notion that there is like a guy at the top who has all the answers. Mm-hmm. That's at least not the way I view myself, and I have even trouble viewing myself as a leader. Mm. I, I more think of myself as as the guy in our team who is trying to stay one step ahead and and thinking a little bit more about the future, mm. and, and and then I see my job as communicating that vision or. or Uh, and not only communicating, it's also often negotiating mm. that vision with the team mm. and then stepping the hell out of the way. Hi, my name is Salla Ibrahim and I'm your host in this podcast called Mind is Your Own Business. In this podcast, we share stories that are usually left untold. We shed light to the struggles and learnings of successful people who have used Lavu psychological coaching. We hope that by this we could validate the fact that each and every one of us have our own struggles and also give you insights how to cope with your own mind. Today, as a guest, I have the great Johanna Rintala, CEO and co-founder of Ruokaboksi, a steaming hot startup in Finland. Welcome, Johanna. Thank you. My first question is, if you couldn't use any professional titles, how would you introduce yourself? Yeah, <clears throat> I would I would introduce myself as a uh, father of two, two beautiful kids and a husband. Yeah, father and husband. Mm. I think those are the, the biggest roles mm. uh, before actually being a CEO. So first father and husband and then being a CEO and entrepreneur. Yeah, for sure. I, actually, I, like in, in Sweden, yeah, something I noticed when we moved back from Sweden uh, five years ago was that in Sweden it was very normal for, like in business events, for speakers to start with, with their family. Mm. Like, hi, I'm Johanna and I have two kids and we live here and here. and mm. And then kind of go into the into the role or, or the presentation of the business side of it. Yeah. In Finland, we don't do that a lot. It's always the professional yes. yeah, titles. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's an interesting question. Yeah, father and husband, but what if you wouldn't have a family and it mm. would be like you need to identify yourself from something else than sure. than, than from your your work uh, identity? Yeah, it's and it's difficult. Yeah, uh, I mean, it it's it's such a big part for sure. Of at least at this stage mm. with small kids, it's like work and family. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no no room for no, other, and then other the roles. Rest is, rest is like maintenance to be able to do that. Exactly. Cool. But we're talking today about leading in uncertainty. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much uncertainty is there currently in your life? Well, uh, at the moment, I, I think it's a it's a atypical time, uh, mm. at least in the context of of the last five years, because uh, right at this moment, actually, there is not a lot of uncertainty mm. in my life. Uh, like in the in the in the business, we've reached a very stable stable uh, um, situation, uh, and we're kind of preparing for. Probably a lot more uncertainty, mm. but right now there's not a lot from the business side, and uh, and from the personal side as well. I think uh, everything is is surprisingly stable. Mm. 
So I, I'm kind of, I've been enjoying that feeling now for maybe the last six months. Mm. And I'm kind of, I'm sensing the the need to shake things up mm. a little bit. So there's coming. a kind of need for some uh, uncertainty or yes, some... Yes, for uh, sure. There's a, there's a huge need for chaos. Mm. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, I think like trying to enjoy this now mm. uh, and being conscious of the fact that it's not going to last. Mm. And it shouldn't last. Uh, I don't think so. I think there needs to be a, a bit of chaos and uncertainty to make life interesting. Mm. And if I understood right, there has been a chaos in your life. Like if you look yes. back in, in six months or one year, it, it was quite different. Yeah, situation. yeah. No, no, for sure. I mean, the last, uh, it, like I said, it's a very atypical time right mm. now. And it's like the last five years have been, uh, you know, uh, a lot more uncertainty than, than what I'm having right now. Mm. So what has been the biggest uncertainty or pu- or a period of time of yeah. uncertainty in your life well to be honest i think like the biggest uh, like objectively looking the biggest uncertainty uh, that i have introduced into my life or our life uh, has like was was when we decided to move from sweden and and found ruokaboxi mm. and so that was how many years so ago? that was five years, five years ago, ago. Mm. And, and we were like yeah we We've been living in Stockholm for four years and, and I had a, a good job and my wife had a nice job as well. We had one kid, uh, two kids actually, so Anton was just just born. And then then we just decided, uh, due to many, many factors, that now was the time to move back to Helsinki. And then, then there was the opportunity to, to found Ruokaboxi. Kind of those two things were, were mixed together. Mm. Um, but w- you know what that meant was of course to to uh, to trade down a lot in in like salaries mm. um and that's that that was very scary at mm. least for us with two small kids and mm. and very uncertain future uh my wife was staying at home and i was trying to to get rocka boxy off the ground mm. but that was also definitely one of the one of the absolutely biggest learnings of my life mm. was to notice that that it it doesn't matter it even though we like salary wise probably went down to as a family to a third or a quarter of what we had mm. in sweden uh to notice that you know it, it doesn't matter you just you adjust to that and maybe maybe we didn't eat in restaurants as often and maybe we didn't travel as much but so what you know mm. it, it it really doesn't matter and that that's been so very empowering for me mm, to kind so of know the money. Mm. yeah to know that i'm not um like in, in <clears throat> especially in corporations you like tend to and the system is built in such a way that you're always like going for the next race or next mm. position and to jump out of that and to be on my own and, and to uh, even though the salary level was much lower to see that It's all right. I can mm. I can manage. Mm. Uh, it's been extremely empowering. Mm. I can imagine. So how did we? How did you cope with that uncertainty at that time? Well, I think in the beginning it was it was kind of easy because it it was kind of a obviously we'd thought about it and it 
it, it, we were just like following through a decision that we had made. So it wasn't really uncertain the, uh, in, in like a practical sense mm. on a day-to-day basis. And it wasn't as like uh, uh, straining uh, mentally, for example, mm. uh, in the beginning. Mm. But then uh, later on, I, I, I think it uh, just like, uh, and the start was tough. Um, everything didn't like blow up from the beginning in, in the way we had, <laughs> we, we had hoped. Mm. Uh, I, I think that was like the toughest time. Mm. That's when I really felt that I, I don't have a plan. Mm. You know, in mm. the beginning I had a plan, mm. but but uh, then when the plan doesn't really pan out exactly like you thought, and mm. then you you kind of need to figure something new out, mm. and, and that that's when when it was most stress, stressful. Mm. But my way of coping, I, th- I think I, I'm a man of routines, and and w- I've found found a way to live my life with you know doing certain activities like and, and it's very simple you know taking care of my physical health and eating well sleeping enough and and then then now also lately also much more thinking about my mental health mm. uh, and and having kind of this a similar attitude to, to mental health as physical health mm. someone said that if, if you know it's widely understood that it's good to to move physically or mm. do physical exercise three three or four times a week mm. whatever so why don't we have the same attitude to mental health mm. and, and i just f- found that i didn't have a good answer to that question mm. so uh, i think those things like just and doing those routinely uh not expecting you know results too quickly but just keeping at it Mm. That's been a, a way for me to to kind of uh, survive, and I, I think also even thrive now in a much more chaotic environment uh, with much more uncertainty than w- what I previously would have been able to handle. Mm. Yeah, I think we as a human beings we need to have, or, or the more chaos we have around us, the more important it is to have the daily routines and kind of the things that you yeah. can affect, you can have an effect on being quite like manageable and in control. So that's how we kind of manage our mind as well. No, for sure. Mm. And, I, and that's something I, I hadn't realized before. Mm. It's like I, I, I've never been, I never consciously thought about what do I need, to, you know, even to perform well at work, mm. uh, what do I need to do outside of work in order to do that? Mm. Uh, like, uh, I've never been so particular about it mm. as I am now. And now I really think it it, it, it all needs to, like, be, be handled in a good way. Mm. So when you talk about leading yourself mentally or the, the mm. mental health, what do, what do you mean in practice? Well, well I think, like, leading... Uh, yeah, leading myself is... Uh, I, I I believe in these kind of processes, like I was talking about, mm. and what I mean by processes is like having a, following a, some kind of diet. And mm. when I say diet, I, I just had lunch at McDonald's, so <laughs> I, I don't mean like some kind of fancy diet, but but just like thinking about what kind of food makes you feel mm. good and is good for your body. Mm. That's a process for me, and then then exercising in a certain way, mm. uh, what makes you happy. And, Sleeping 
according to at least some scheme, you know, mm. to, uh, and spending time, of course, with, with loved ones and, and family mm. are also very important. Mm. So, so I, I think that's that's like the key, that's the basic, and it's so simple. Mm. I, I think often when we talk about leading ourselves, it's like. Uh, what I uh, at least think about is some kind of productivity apps or mm. some th- those kinds Manage of your things. Calendar exactly mm. like, uh, and f- for me, I, I I don't I don't use anything like that. Mm. I think it's it's much more basic. You mm. know, you you need to have the basics in place in order to be productive. Mm. You you can't have a app mm. help you with productivity in the long run. And I think it's also about listening your, to yourself. Like, For yeah, sure. it's good to have an app, but if you don't listen to yourself and listen to your own needs, what do I need now? What kind of diet? Do yeah. I need sleep? Do I need exercise? Exactly. Then it doesn't really matter what the app says. No, for sure. And and uh, yeah, hours of work, it's like when to work. Uh, mm. You know, eight to four is okay for someone. Some other person wants to work from from eight to 12 and then take a three-hour break and then it's a you know it's, it's very individual i think those are the the important things when it comes to leading ourselves and, and productivity mm. not the kind of the fancy tools that are often mm. pitched definitely so in work life and maybe especially as a leader we are conditioned to uh, come up with the answer like a correct answer to to questions and situations and uh, like our brains are hardwired to see uncertainty as a risk or a threat but and, and it's psychologically very normal to feel stressed when we are in in unfamiliar situations but how do you embrace the discomfort of not knowing because we can't always know everything yeah i mean uh, do you mean when when leading others or for or, example yeah well i i just i mean it's i think it's a very natural state uh, and And I think it's even absurd the notion that there is like a guy at the top who has all the answers. Mm-hmm. That's at least not the way I view myself. And I have even trouble viewing myself as a leader. Mm. I, I more think of myself as as the guy in our team who is trying to stay one step ahead and, and thinking a little bit more about the future. Mm. And, and and then I see my job as communicating that vision or or... Uh, and not only communicating, it's also often negotiating mm. that vision with the team, mm. and then stepping the hell out of the way mm. because uh, and let the professionals do the work. Mm. Uh, so uh, I don't try to control uh, what what my team is doing, and and we don't have that kind of culture at mm. all. I I believe that my job is to provide resources and and to align the team where we're going and, and then like I said step out of the way and let let them do the do the work mm. you make it sound very easy has it always been easy for you to kind of not being the leader who knows it all and knows where we're going and knows the answers but rather ask the questions at least to kind of a big picture yeah it's I, I was like thinking about it is it is it something I have learned or is it something I mean there's definitely been It's something that I've thought about a lot, and it comes from like the absurdity of of corporate life. Like um, in, in corporate life, it's not not uh, an untypical situation that you have 
maybe a budget of let's say 10 million to do purchases or whatever uh, for the company but but then if you want to if you want to order uh, new pencils for yourself you need to get approval mm. from your boss or even your boss's boss mm. like a purchase of a few euros mm. and it's like I, th- i just think that if we treat people like children they will behave like children mm. but if we th- treat people or employees or colleagues as adults uh, they will behave mm. like adults mm. uh, and that's what i've found in in practice as well that mm. people need to know where what the general direction is and and what the goals are mm. uh, but but then they the best way to get there is for if they are allowed to figure out mm. how to do it themselves mm. and then they can make their own good exactly. decisions and, and, and that that creates a, a lot of engagement as mm. well And efficiency in the uh, for in sure. the company. Yeah, for you're, sure. You're not the bottleneck in every <laughs> freaking decision. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so I, and and like I said, I there was a few books I read uh, that, and this was when I was working at in Sweden at Ica, and we we implemented like these agile ways of working on the technology side, like on the development side. It just struck me that that how useful this way of thinking would also be on the business side mm. that I was responsible for. Mm. Uh, and and then, uh, yeah, there's some uh, a few good books, like this uh, Team of Teams uh, it has been quite influential. Then Reinventing Organizations is mm. another one also, which is, it it's pretty extreme. Like it goes way beyond anything that even I feel comfortable with. But, mm. but still, like... Um, Yeah, the structure in that book is really good, and and the team of teams book is just a really cool, inspiring story. Mm. So I, I definitely recommend those. Mm. So, uh, like when you're giving trust and giving kind of the control to your team, uh, do you feel discomfort or no? You're totally comfortable with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that I, I, stage, yeah. Yeah, because I, I'm. I mean, it's it's obvious that they are much better at the things than I am. Mm. I mean, if and we have, have made good recruitment, which <laughs> allows yeah, that. Yeah, so so recruiting is mm. extremely important. Yeah, the the recruiting is extreme, and also like cultural fit. Uh, so I always said like, and it's not for everyone. I, I mean, I've always said that we are not uh, we're not like um, you know you have a uh, you have like sports clubs that are like uh, bringing up the young and then selling them off, and then you have the guys who are taking in the professionals mm. so uh, and like in consulting you probably have to be so you recruit them very young and then you build build mm. the people up and you you train them and so on. Mm. we we haven't we have taken the other approach that we we always rec- recruit professionals mm. uh, and then people who are who are really good at what they do and then mm. we allow them mm. to do the thing <laughs> and yeah. and it's it's just so obvious to me that It's even absurd to think that I would know better mm. about designing recipes mm. or, or doing doing marketing mm. or or taking care of our customers. Uh, mm. It's it's it doesn't make any sense. Always recruit smarter people than you are. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then yeah, yeah, and and then if if they do mistakes, uh, w- which of course happens, mm. uh, and also sometimes I can see it. That they are making a mistake, but still, it's very important not to to meddle 
because the, the 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 biggest thing I think is to understand first that did did they understand themselves that they made a mistake, mm. and if if they understand it themselves, typically you know you, you don't need to even go there and tell them that mm. you know if they know it then they will fix it mm. uh, if they are also engaged. Mm. But if they don't know it, if they if they did something and they don't know that it was a mistake that is not to the benefit of the company, mm. then you can again look in the mirror exactly. because that's your job. <laughs> exactly. That's your job to make sure that everyone knows mm. what where we are going. Um, what about when the Yeah, like uh, leading self uh, determination. There, it's super important to have the big picture clear. But yeah. what about in a situation like we have been living last three years in big ambiguity, like global ambiguity because of COVID and and because of like uh, energy crisis and Ukrainian war. So how do you uh, give the visibility in a situation where everything is? kind of ambiguous and you, you can't really know where we're going uh, as a like society. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where like uh, agility I- is again a, a hyped word, but I think mm. very important because th- there's a lot of things that you, you can't control mm. uh, that affect your business a, a huge amount. And uh, I think the key thing is to, like the first thing is, uh, is to really like realize the facts that to to be honest about what is the situation mm. now so not to be too tied up with some plans or budget that mm. you made earlier uh but then to have a very uh, agile organization mm. helps a lot because that it kind of self adjusts mm. it's very stressful if you think that you have to go and tell everyone what, what how they now should work differently but mm. if you have independent people and smart people thinking for themselves then then it kind of self aligns mm-hmm. quite often mm-hmm. i've found um to being kind of flexible also in the changing situations and communicating all the time yeah that that changes yeah your own picture what mm-hmm. what how you see it now so if my job is to think about the future and how you know where we are going and and to kind of factor in the economic realities for example that mm. that could be a good description of what my job is mm. is then obviously to to like communicate that as effectively as possible mm. like uh, to to broadcast the way my thought process mm. is going and then they can anticipate like like if if i talk about rising you no know, high probability of inflation then then you know mm. it's it's a di- directly a cue to for example our sourcing department that mm. okay probably you know we need to think about our recipes now how can we mitigate this mm. so yeah I, i think that it's just like if everyone has a, a big mandate and a clear understanding then it makes also uh, adjusting a much easier mm. And and we're not, of course. What helps is that we we don't need to like, we're not reporting to anyone. Like, of course, we have we have investors, but mm. but they typically, I think, those discussions have been quite easy because it, it's quite, uh, yeah, things that are out of our control are out of our control. And mm. it's, know mm. just get on with it <laughs> exactly. make the best of it <laughs> yeah i think it's important in in uncertainty that we recognize the things where we can have effect and where we can't yeah. and kind of not worry too much about the things we really 
don't have any impact for on sure and, and focus on other things and you can waste a lot of energy yeah uh, thinking uh, or, or even working hard trying mm. to impact things that you ultimately cannot control mm. uh, just because you are not willing to to face the mm. the fact that now the situation has changed and now we need to mm. forget everything mm. that we did before and, and think completely new how to mm. live in this situation mm. which is quite usual mm. so uh, Talking about control, based on my uh, not-so-scientific empiric evidence, uh, many successful people, especially balanced with the need of kind of keeping things in control and and versus uh, like letting go and just go with the flow. So what's your relationship with control and letting go? Yeah, I think I'm... I, I, don't, I don't think... And it's difficult to be like completely... Uh, objective on this point uh, about oneself but uh, I don't consider myself having a high need to control my surroundings mm. but I but then it's a completely different story with like the the routines I mm-hmm. was talking about <laughs> before so I'm extremely you have allocated all the yeah, <laughs> need of control I'm extre- like like and it's even a little bit absurd sometimes mm. but it, it, it like it's a huge issue to me if if i can't go work out when i was planning to do so mm. it's like it, it's it's a really big problem for me uh, and and i i really blow it out of proportions mm. so that's a i don't know i maybe i'm directing my need of control <laughs> into the like this core things in my life that I think are very important mm. and maybe that allows me to be a little bit more chill that uh, could be yeah I don't know but um, if you ask my wife uh, she will definitely think it's pretty frustrating that <laughs> that I have to go work out on Wednesday so <laughs> like it's, it's almost non-negotiable mm. But it's it also like uh, I hear that it's important for you and it's important for your like uh mental health and, and stability and for and sure things, I, so. yeah yeah working out for me is 90 mental health and 10 mm. physical well-being mm. Mm. so uh, any like uh, if we go back to leading people theme so any good examples like from the past one year when the waters have been a bit rougher than they are now what were your good practices in leading people when when things are a bit vague and there is a lot of ambiguity yeah I, i think like from 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 we've had even though the market environment has changed a lot is uh, we, we've had a, qu- a quite easy time to or easy is maybe the the wrong word because it, it definitely hasn't been easy uh, every time but but it's been a pretty natural for us to, mm. to adapt But maybe when it when it comes to like different and and the reason for that is that it's kind of inbuilt in the way into our culture or, or the the system that we have in place um, to be quite adaptive. Mm. But uh, but like the biggest learnings of my life when it comes to to uh, how how to lead in uncertainty is is exactly this system thinking. Uh, Uh, and the agile ways of working. Mm. Um, so I, 
I've had a lot of experience previously from the corporate side <laughs> when when What you're not, not so <laughs> agile and, and and that can be very very costly mm. and extremely frustrating mm. and very uh slow and unproductive and it, like it's, there's nothing good in coming out of that mm. Mm. and it's somehow like you know we a, a lot of uh, a lot of companies are still modeled after uh like a factory mm. you know so we see people as having a certain job uh and then um using them thinking about them as like resources mm. or almost like robots you know your job is to yes. hammer mm. that nail and and that's it uh and it's so, so obvious to me that uh, that's not the way work looks like mm. so at least everyone at Rockaboxy more or less has uh has a very creative job mm. and and then then you you can't like force it out of people in that factory mm. the factory analogy that doesn't work at all mm. anymore and mm. and that's why i think it's very important to think about how we organize ourselves mm. so in concrete what would be like the small step if someone is listening oh now i want to build my organization like johanna did what would be the the like concrete step that you could implement in your leading uh, yeah i think like to be honest the, the benefit I had mm. uh, because it's not easy, mm. uh, and I, and I have a few friends who have done it and, and they've tried. I, I would I I can give those names uh, <laughs> because I, I was kind of forced into it because we had uh, uh, I had the experience of of living through the transformation myself mm. uh, and not driving it, not being so much in the driver's seat at that mm. time. Uh, so it's been kind of natural to me ever since. But but uh, but there's a few books that are worthwhile reading, like mm. Team of Teams, mm. and uh, and Reinventing Organizations. I think that's a good start. Uh, there's also a Reinventing Organizations wiki that you can check out. They have like uh, answers for any question, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, and then just talk to people who have done it, uh, who or who have. Um, yeah who have experience mm. from from what you're trying to achieve i think that's the that's the way i would mm. approach it if i were to do it now right my last question um if there's someone listening to this this episode and struggling with like raising the next round or making the ends need or if my runway is enough uh, what would be your advice for them in this uncertain situation Yeah, I mean, I can definitely relate with that mm. for sure. Uh, so, but for for me, the biggest thing has always been to to kind of look the truth in the eyes, mm. uh, and I think that's often the most difficult part because before you've done that, you, you're not being very helpful to yourself, mm. uh, and after that everything kind of falls into place typically mm. so i think that's that's the kind of the main main thing to be honest to yourself about what the what the situation really is and then then uh, plan forward from there mm. and um, yeah be honest 
look the uh, tr- uh, truth into the uh, into the eyes. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. good advice. Is there anything else you would like to add or or say to our listeners? No, thanks. Thank you so much, Johanna. It was uh, great to have you here. Yes, I enjoyed it. Thank you.